The Tilted Land Shark Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get 200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And we're giving away $500 in our NFL Draft Props Contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to episode one of the Tilted Land Shark podcast. The I'm saying it, the only podcast in the world, possibly in other worlds also, that covers the AUDL, the American Ultimate Disc League, and com- covers it from a gambling perspective. That's right. We got to work degeneracy into our ultimate somehow because we are brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn, and uh, I've got a gentleman here with me. He's going to be with me for all the shows because he is my glorious co-host, Zach, nickname pending, Avello. Each week, we're going to kind of try to come up with a new nickname for you, Zach. How does that feel? That is perfect for me. That's like college all over again. Every year, a new nickname. How's it going, Chase? Man, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I've been racking my brain all day for, for what the first nickname is going to be uh this week and uh i decided to stick with a uh rhyming theme so for this week you're zach limoncello of velo mm, good old limoncello yeah Love how do you feel a about nice italian cocktail okay so you're okay with being associated with an italian liqueur i i like it, it. anything yeah that'd be perfect right up my yeah. alley so zach why don't you why don't you tell the folks a little bit about yourself what's your what's your history history in the sport yeah so i've been playing ultimate for about man, it's twelve years now. Um, just like anyone else, I feel like most people, it started with, you know, shoeless backyard, twelve on twelve, pickup at the church, and uh, slowly turned into playing for my high school, college. Got some years of club under my belt. Played for a team out of Huntsville called Freaks. Um, played some a year in Atlanta for a Chain. Um, and it also includes four years of uh, some ADL Ultimate. Uh, I got three years with the Nashville Night Watch, which is now a folded franchise. Yep, their, their watch has ended. Their watch has ended. Um, but, you know, could be resurrected. We never know. The league is forever expanding. And then uh, this summer of 2019, played for the Atlanta Hustle, um, in which that is where... I kind of claimed my retirement when I learned that you could start gambling on Ultimate. 
There you go. So you had to you had to get out of it so you could then place place legit bets on on ultimate and not be I'm not an, get, get I'm an ethical Ridley. guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, that's uh listen. Of all the other obscure sport gambling podcasts out there, folks, you name me one that's got an ex player, an ex professional sitting here talking to you, giving you, giving you some inside tips. This is a, well, not inside. Let's, let's clear that up real quick. Not is... inside. Some well, well-informed uh... tips. Yeah. We got to get the fans a new angle. Yeah. Right? I'm, we'll say inside in the way that like the TV show NBA inside stuff was inside. It wasn't. Chuck, he talks about it all the time. <laughs> Chuck's got his own over unders. Why can't I do that? <laughs> there you there you go. Yeah. So while we're recording, I'm going to warn everybody. I've got a five month old beagle puppy that's probably going to make some sort of noise, which I mean, what is ultimate without a bunch of dogs barking and running it's around? Our, it's our only soundboard. Every time we play a dog, the beagle comes in. So I got I got to ask, how, when you were playing, did a dog running on the field ever cause any sort of calamity? Uh, not when I was playing. I'm sure it's happened though. You know, these people, they're a lot of these facilities allowing pets where I played, it was players within the fence. Everyone else was outside the fence. So we're able to avoid that, but I'm not going to put that out of the realm of possibility in an AEDL game that a dog has run out into the field. Okay. So it never, it didn't happen in an AUDL game, but I actually have a story pertaining to this. Um, Here we go. So I I played for uh, the University of Central Arkansas uh, for the, for their team Borderline Delicious. Uh, even long after I flunked out of school, I was still playing for them. And uh, every year we had what was known as the Boxers Briefs game, where pregame we'd get uh, how you say well lubricated and uh, hand out our, our awards for the season, and then we then we played a game Boxers versus Briefs. And uh, so I was I was out very well lubricated, and I was playing and. Uh, Someone brought what I can only describe as Scooby-Doo with them. A very large Great Dane. And so we're playing. I'm playing sort of like a like a middle position, you know, kind of in a horizontal stack, trying to, you know, cutting in and everything. And someone uh, at the handle throws me a forehand that, that just floats big time. And so, uh, you know, I was, wasn't the highest jumper, but... I was jumping at my highest back then. Like I could, I could maybe get like the bottom of my pinky to touch like the rim possibly, you know, I could at least get net. I know yeah, that's not a big thing, but I could at least get pennies net. off the ground. couple pennies right. off the ground. Right. So uh, I, I go up to get this thing uh, right as fucking Marmaduke comes storming across the field and he catches me at about the knees and completely flips me over and I land on my head. Like complete, like it. It was like Steve Atwater hitting someone, like in in the secondary back back in the day. Here's my biggest issue with that. I feel like dogs in ultimate. You have a well trained ultimate dog when it knows. You see these cones. You yeah. don't pass these cones. The dogs know that this Marmaduke dog, Scooby Doo that you had there. That was yeah. his first rodeo. I feel like it he was. No idea. It was one hundred percent his first rodeo. Yeah, it he was just watched some Air Bud. Got motivated yeah. and he's ready to play. I, I think he just watched some MMA and got motivated to wreck my shit is kind of what happened. But <laughs> all right, so 
if you're listening, especially if you're an ultimate player who's never seen the, the AUDL, let's give you a little primer as to as to you know the history of the AUDL and some of the differences from uh, you know what you might experience from playing with your club, playing with your college, or just playing like Zach, you know, talking about the 12 person you you know youth group, everyone go deep frisbee. Uh, the AUDL found in 2010, first season started playing in in, in 2012, and uh, yeah, Zach. Yeah. I'll take it from here. And yeah. for all those who are coming from a non-ultimate background, please know that this is completely different from disc golf. We're not we're not throwing a disc into chains. We don't have uh, coolers walking around shirtless and uh, you know taking our time playing eighteen. This is a seven on seven, full speed soccer field type game. Um, a lot of conditioning. It's hell, but it's a lot of fun. But some key differences between the AEDL and some club ultimate. First, the first thing I'll notice is the field size is, you know, a little different. So the length of the field is a little longer in the proper. So you still have your 20-yard deep end zones, but instead of it being 70 yards deep in club, 80 yards deep uh, at the pro level, which I feel like for a lot of great throwers in the game, they 10 yards is just giving them more room to unleash whatever they want to throw. The biggest difference is the width of the field. You go from 40 yards to 53 and a quarter, which makes playing defense, especially if you're playing a zone defense, you don't see a lot of cup defense. If you're familiar with the cup, you know, three guys around one disc, you don't see a lot of that. You see a lot of sagging lanes um, when you're playing with the field so wide. Um, difference number two, which is one of my favorite things going into uh, the ADL was there's refs. I am a big fan of a ref until, you know, a bad call against me kind of pisses me off. But it's uh, an arbitrary officiated game. Um, if you're not familiar with Ultimate at all in club, it's a self-officiated game that relies on the spirit of the game. Right. So you got refs making all the calls. I've always found that the spirit of the game uh, consists of there being a foul call and then two people, um, ex- you know, uh, calling each other bro with an aggressive tone as they explain their case over and over again until someone from the sideline yells, come on, just contest or move on. And uh, finally, finally getting the chain, you know, the real spirit of the game. I feel, I feel like when they invented ultimate back at, you know, back at Rutgers and and that, that maybe this, you know, people, people weren't as angry. It was a little, uh, a little more chill. And then uh, they invented tournaments and then they invented Sundays and games to go. Or yeah. scare the game goes out the window and it's uh, do anything you can to get the dub. So that's, that's why we brought in the refs. Um, really cool thing you see in the ADL that I don't think you see in a lot of sports is as an athlete, if you think a ref made a bad call like in your favor, you could tell the ref, hey, that actually wasn't a foul. And it's kind of like an honor system thing, which is pretty cool. Um, another thing that's different between ADL and club is that in the ADL, you got four times quarters. And Club Ultimate, you have a point cap, which you're playing games of 13, games of 15. Uh, in this, you have time first, um, the length of an NBA basketball game. And just like an NBA basketball or just like in a football game where you have Hail Marys to beat the buzzer, you have exactly that in an ADL game. Um, some of the most exciting moments of a game is at the end of the quarter where there's five seconds left. And you're drawing up, you're, you're pretty much putting six of your tallest guys on the offensive end into the game and your best, two best throwers, five of your tallest guys, two of your throwers, get it ready, send it deep. And you got to 
dogpile of eight to ten guys trying to go for the disc, making for some really good plays. A lot of the time you see some of that on Sports Center top ten. Um, that's always pretty exciting. Yeah, so um, there's, in, it's not like playing in tournaments where uh, people, you know, the most out of shape person on your team is just begging for the horn to blow for the uh, for for the soft cap, and then finally for the hard cap. Not at all. This is uh this is uh, luckily you get twelve minutes. I mean, there are times where points will last like two or three minutes, and this is a good indicator that yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm not the most in shape guy. It's gonna last this long. Also, I'm not that good at ultimate. I'm playing at a point that's lasting this long. Listen, if you're, um, stuck, if you're sucking wind and they put you on the O-line, those if you're not aware of yourself, then those are, might be clues that you're not the most in-shape person on the team. Look, I'll give you a little insight on how I became a successful stat patter, as my friends called me, the ADL. You just ride the sideline and let everyone else work it up the field. And then when you get close to the end zone, that's when you start making your moves and start scoring. So It's all about that conservation of energy. I, also, I played – Played the wing in a horizontal stack, so you're basically talking my game right there. I love yeah. it. I love it. So um, they, the penalties, they they actually have penalties now. It's not just like a stall count goes back to zero or, or anything like no, that. It's, it is a yardage penalty. Um, if it's a defensive foul, typically about 10 yards. Offensive foul, 10 yards the other way. There are some you know, excessive penalties, I think, will count for 20 yards. And then if it's like a penalty within the 10 yards of the end zone, you take take the disc and put it right on the goal line. So you just literally need an inch to score. And you'll be surprised about how often the disc actually gets turned over uh, in that moment. Perfect time for there to be double team, which is also something the AEDL has up for club is on the defensive end, you can throw your two, six, five, seven foot wingspan guys on a five foot eight thrower and just cause hell and uh, try to cause a turnover, which is not a fun situation to be in, especially if you're pinned against the sideline. So, As a five-foot-eight um, five foot guy who used to kind of play handle, that sounds like the scariest thing possible. Yeah, and uh, it You better be ready. Right I'm, I'm dumping it. I'm dumping it all day. All day I'm dumping it there. Um, Just get to the opposite end of the end zone. I'm, I can't go forward with this. And so, you know, talking about the penalties, the penalties actually, this kind of helps explain why the change in the width of the field, uh, because the, the width of the field is now kind of the width of a, of of a football field. And so it's going to make it easier for them to play on these football fields and then actually mark off these penalties mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, watching a referee take 10 huge steps back and saying, yeah, that's about 10 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, most fields I played at were all on football fields. Um, when I played for Nashville, we had, one year where we're on a football field. And the tough thing about that, though, is sometimes you're playing at a high school during the summer where it's the offseason. So if the field crew for that high school is garbage, like where I was at in uh, Nashville, they won't actually mark off the yardage um, often, nor will they take care of their field. So tear it up pretty fast. But, you know, some of the nicer facilities, those who play in turf fields, they had their 10 yards mark- marked off uh, pretty easily, which is very helpful. I'd like that you're airing the dirty laundry of the of the team whose watch has ended here with the. Um, there's, I mean, keep there loose. There's a lot of good stories about that <laughs> team on how we ride a 21 game losing streak across uh, three seasons. So it was more fun than it was competitive for some of us. That's uh, I, I, 
man 21 21 straight that's it's, that's that's lions territory i like it yeah i, I like being on that lovable loser team i don't like people having expectations of me yeah i don't want to be on the spotlight for those who don't know a season's typically 12 14 games long so 21 yeah. is quite a bit yep and you know the AUDL took a took a little break due due to COVID. Returned last year, but they also had kind of a, a little bit of a uh, a contracted uh, contracted a uh, uh, list of teams because uh, there were some travel regulations between Canada mm-hmm. and the United States. So, um, what a boot the Canada the Canada teams. Well, here's a here's a boot the Canada teams. They weren't able to play, so they they kind of they they had to make some some different you know shifts with alignment and everything, but getting back to the the full full strength AUDL and we're actually going to take a quick little break and then when we jump back into it we're going to talk about some of the new teams the new divisions and uh keep going with the the tilted land shark podcast so yes, we'll be sir. back in just one second after these ad reads make sure to get down on the wins bet ten dollar to win two hundred dollar promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same-game parlays with the Win Zone Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a 3-plus leg Build Your Own Bet parlay between Thursday through Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All of you Ultimate players out there know that your summer leagues get ready to fire up. And what's better than going out playing Ultimate on a hot day having a nice game with your friends, then chilling out afterwards. That's why, when it's time to chill, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. And remember, always to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, so now we're back. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about the these new teams, the new alignment, and... Uh... You know all the new st- all the new stuff we can expect expect in terms of uh, you know fresh logos, fresh team names this year. So it looks like we've actually got a brand new division here. Uh, new division as of the last couple of years. So um, like you mentioned before, um, because of COVID, uh, three teams up in Canada. We have Montreal Royal, Toronto Rush, and the Ottawa Outlaws. Which seems like talking to you. This last week, the Outlaws are going to be uh, your team to watch. Listen, I never fade an ultimate player with mustache game as tight as what the Ottawa Outlaws are, are running with right now. Listen, the Ottawa Outlaws. Let's you guys be on the lookout because they're gonna they're gonna rough you up and they're gonna be really sorry about it. <laughs> um, but we're bringing them back. Um, travel restrictions have kind of loosened up a bit. Um, I think going to Canada you are still required a vaccine card. As far as I remember, I think Philadelphia 76ers are playing Toronto right now, and uh, Bible couldn't travel with the Sixers to Toronto because of that. So I think the same thing is uh, still going to happen throughout the summer, which is also, you know, once we get some uh, wagers and odds on the sports book, something you got to look into when it comes to 
some of these teams up in the Northeast having to go up into Canada to play. But um, with that, since we're adding the Canadian teams back, what was the South Divisions back in 2019, 2018, 2017 has come back and has brought back the Tampa Bay Cannons, the Atlanta Hustle, which is one of my older teams, Carolina Flyers, which was the Raleigh Flyers, but now they're the Carolina Flyers. And they brought back the Dallas Legion, not the Roughnecks anymore, Dallas Legion and Austin Soul from the West Division back into the South. So it is the smaller division out of all four divisions that are in the ADL, but it's kind of uh, been rebirthed. And it's also a pretty fun culture of ultimate to be a part of whenever we played for Nashville. And yes, this is even during our 21 game losing streak stint. The, the motto is welcome to the South. Uh, I you- wasn't, as intimidating for us, but when you had teams like Carolina and Dallas was a championship team, Carolina was always in the mix. Tampa had some ballers back in the day. It, it meant something. Yeah. When you heard Ludacris welcome you to Atlanta, you knew that the hustle came to play ultimate. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we've got three new teams, three brand new teams that we're adding. Uh, mm-hmm. we got the, the Colorado Summit, the Salt Lake Shred, and the Portland Nitro. Uh, just off the top of my head, just knowing what I know about like ultimate communities around the country, Colorado Summit's got to be pretty dangerous, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And for those who don't know, this isn't like three teams have been brought in and we're not doing an expansion draft. This is a semi-professional. So these teams that have come up in Portland, um, Salt Lake City, I'm assuming they're going to be centered in Denver, maybe Boulder, Colorado. They're pulling talent from their local pool for the most part. And Colorado, like you said, they have a great college program, one of the more um, successful clubs in Johnny Bravo. A lot of talent is either brought up in Colorado or goes through Colorado. Dallas, um, what was the Roughnecks, actually pulled a lot of talent from Denver during their years of some dominance. And now they're back in Colorado. and. It's going to be one of my dark horses to come out of the West, uh, depending on what they could do to San Diego. And we'll get into, you know, divisional breakdowns and kind of the playoff structure. But I kind of like Colorado Summit to kind of make some noise. I like Portland, you know, to be up there towards the top of the division. Salt Lake, they're going to be a younger team this year. Um, From what I've been hearing and reading about and being, you know, knowing what I know about the ultimate community is – They've got actually a pretty decent youth program, a good farm system put down there. And and maybe not this year, but, you know, in a couple of years when people are still underestimating Salt Lake, you can pull the trigger on some futures, you know, get them to win the championship. But I don't think this is going to be their year. You said you I can't believe that you you went against our censors and you said the F word. Oh, but I'm talking about the word futures. That's right. We are a gambling podcast at heart and uh, we're going to talk about talk about these divisions. We're going to come up with a, a couple of future bets. We're still waiting on, on some books to, to put up these AUDL odds, but we figured it might be a good idea to actually just go through division by division and kind of take a look at, at who are going to be our contenders for each division. Uh, who mm-hmm. are some, maybe some, some dark horses that we, we like to come out. Um, and yeah, why don't, why don't we just go ahead and get it started with the East? Uh, let me give you the t- East? Yeah. Let me go ahead and give you a rundown of, of everyone who's actually in the East real quick. So you've got probably who's going to be our the big time favorites uh, for the East, which is uh, the New York Empire. Then we've got 
the Ottawa Outlaws, who is the favorite in my mustachioed heart, uh, the DC Breeze, uh, Toronto Rush, the Montreal Royale. I, I'm not going to pronounce it Royal. It's always going to be, they're always going to be the Royale to me, maybe with go, cheese, depending on if they win. Go to the uh, go to their website through the AEDL, go to their team website. It's all in French. They're a, they're a team that embraces culture up in Montreal. Well, and they also like- have one of the largest fan bases. They will pack a crowd up to a few thousand people at some of these games. But yeah, well, they French. just lost the with cheese because it's all in French. I'm going to say that now. Uh, then we've got the Boston Glory, and last but not least, the Philadelphia Phoenix. So I mean, it's. I got to think that the heavy chalk is going to be everybody's favorite pick to, to win this one. And it's more than likely going to be the New York empire mm-hmm. with a uh, reigning two time MVP reigning two time MVP. Ben yacht. Ben yacht. He's yeah. a big dude, big and so dynamic. He, there's a reason why he's going back to back. I mean, as a big guy, you expect him to be a receiver, you know, doing his thing as a cutter. But he finished third in the ADL last year in total yards. And right next to him, who finished first in total yards, who's just as dangerous and will probably could beat him out for play of the year this year, is Ryan Osgar, who um, played with New York last year, ended up playing with, I believe, um, the club team down in Raleigh. I don't understand what these players go through to travel for club. Leads them to a club championship. And back up in New York, playing again with Ben Yacht. Um, Jack Williams, another player who, you know, was a um, North Carolina guy. And then plays college at UNC Wilmington. Leads them all the way to the finals in college. I won't say single-handedly because they had a pretty good team, but he was their guy. Uh, maybe one of the most dominant defenders in Jeff Babbitt. I mean, the lists of the players on these teams, they're, they're top-heavy, but... When you only dress 20 players and your top 12 is heavy, you're in pretty good hands. Yeah. I, listen, I, I watched a little bit of the uh, the highlights out of the preseason match that some of these teams had uh, down in, uh, honestly, in Medellin, Colombia, uh, mm-hmm. which I cannot think of a, of a worse pl- place for ultimate Frisbee players to uh, to not get in trouble than, uh, than maybe Medellin, Colombia, quite honestly. But they went there, they played. There were a couple of the American teams, and also you had like a Latin American uh, all-star team that they, that they played against. Uh, New York played against uh, uh, D.C. Uh, while they were down there. And, I mean, what, what, what was it, if not the Ben Yacht show? <laughs> It was that, but that was also just like the perfect showcase of uh, what we're going to expect in this Eastern Division race. It's it's New York versus D.C., I feel like, in this division. it's They play each other twice this year. And it, in the ADL, uh, you get maybe a few interdivisional games, but for the most part, you're playing within your division. And Montreal had a good run in last year's Canadian Cup, but I think this year it's, it's the top two is New York and D.C., um, I've got a few hot takes going into this season. One of them is I don't think New York is going to lose a game. If if I was a bookmaker, kind of like how they do Alabama in college football, I'm setting New York's total win-losses or total wins at over under 11.5. Are they going to go undefeated or are they going to drop one to D.C.? I think it's the big question. Um, that, but I don't see it happening. That's a bold take, but I'm getting this bold take from someone who's had a, a reverse undefeated season. 
who's run uh, well, the table okay. backwards. I mean, you gotta understand to know what a winner to know what it takes to win. You gotta also know what it takes to lose, right? Exactly, because <laughs> if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat True. those mistakes. Exactly. I, I'm glad you brought up DC. Now I, I have, b- before I kind of mention who, who I really, who really popped on, on the uh, DC lineup for me watching their uh, highlights against, uh, against New York in the uh, preseason. I, I got to ask is, is New York such a heavy favorite to you to win this, that DC is kind of a, a, a long shot, a dark horse. Man, that's tough to say because, I'm going to go ahead and we'll talk about this real quick, the way the playoffs are structured. And so the way the playoffs are structured, you got four divisions. And at the end of the season, you have what's championship weekend. Four teams from each division go to Madison, play a semifinal, they play a final. But before they can get to that point, they play in their playing games. So the East, we'll talk about the Central, we'll talk about the West. They get to have three teams in the play in the top three seeds, Two versus three will play each other. One of that game will play the first seed. Um, and in the South, just the top two. You know, that could kind of hurt some teams. Um, I'm looking at Austin Soul in the South. That could, you know, maybe they deserve an extra bid or something like that. But that's something else we can get into. So, like, I could see New York going 12-0, beating D.C. Their big one is um, game one, week one. New York travels to D.C., if they could come out with a dub there, I don't see them losing another game. But that's up until D.C. and New York play in the final play-in game before championship weekend. Now, if D.C. is heating up and they're peaking at the right point, they have the personnel to actually get past New York and, you know, go to Madison to represent the East in the uh, championship weekend. They've got I talked about Jeff Babbitt being a dominant defender for New York, but I mean, AJ Merriman is a player I love to watch on the defensive end. Uh, one of the league leaders in D's, and he's extremely athletic. He's on the opposite side of Roland McDonald, who's one of the better athletes in the East Division, playing for uh, DC, a six year veteran. All right, so we've, we've talked the East. Let's. Let's go ahead and uh, take a little peek at the central division here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be all your all your favorite cities in the Midwest, pretty much. So it's going to consist of we got Indianapolis, the Alley Cats, the Minnesota Windchill, the Chicago Union, the Madison Radicals, the Detroit Mechanics with an X, and the Pittsburgh Thunderbirds. Uh, God, gotta, I, I feel all right. I feel like some of the these probably have the strongest handles pretty much in the league because it's so windy in a lot of those places. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. And then you have Indianapolis who Colby from the SGPN um, hates domes. You have the Indianapolis Alley cats playing dome ultimate, which I'm not too fond of, but you know, you get some sports books. You don't know what they're doing. And the over under is uh, right on par with other games. You smash that over. Um, the DraftKings started uh, allowing you to wager about halfway through last season, and Indianapolis, unfortunately, only had one game at home during that whole back half of the season, which was a missed opportunity. But um, outside of that, yeah, Madison, Chicago, the Windy City, right? Right. Minnesota, Windchill. I mean, what, you, even the name. It's names, in the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it's, um, it's it's either in the name from the board of tourism like chicago or it's in the team name itself from from minnesota yeah who's so who's your 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 pick here for the for the central yeah i mean it's it's you got uh yin and yang in this division right you got three teams out of the obvious top three and then the bottom three i mean on the bottom you have detroit who uh they've been around since the exceptional league so this is their 10th season uh, five of them have been winless seasons. So you think playing for Nashville Nightwatch was tough. Detroit, uh, they don't look like they're going to maybe get one win over under one and a half wins this year. Maybe they get one against Pittsburgh, who's also one and 11 last year. Um, they played in a very tough division and they moved to the central. So maybe they get a couple wins here. And then Indianapolis, which, you know, I hate to just have a few good friends on that team that I play club with that, I mean, they've uh, they've been around since the start of the season, so they're kind of like one of the OGs. They have a player, Cameron Brock, who is the uh, leader in goals at 516 goals in this career. And second on that list, another good friend of mine, Matt Smith, is at 303. So, like, they've been around for a while. They got some history, kind of helps to play in a uh, dome. But those are your bottom three. But at the top, I think it's going to be Madison, Chicago, Minnesota at number one. Um, I think you'll probably see a little bit of a step backwards in Chicago. They've got a lot of top-end talent. Uh, and Paul Giannis and Nate Goff, who's probably going to take a step up playing on the world's team. But Minnesota just loaded up on athletes this year. Um, they were minutes away from making it to the final or to the playoffs last year. Minnesota-Chicago played each other in the playing game. Playing game, Minnesota windshield up 19-16. Chicago finishes the game with five straight goals to go to championship weekend. So it's a revenge tour for Minnesota. Ooh, breaks on breaks on breaks there to, mm-hmm. to finish the game. Man, that's that's an impressive comeback. That is something that it's just – either you got the other team shook or you just ran ran until your toenails mm-hmm. probably fell off at, at that point. And you got to think that Madison's always going to have a pretty good team given the, the call – that they in the college program that they have kind of more than likely feeding a lot of that talent with uh with wisconsin's uh uh, college team always being kind of i think so near the top of the rankings i think if you're talking about some of the top cultures and ultimate by city surprisingly madison is definitely top three i think it's just those people they love their ultimate up there yeah was it is it was it hodags is that the hodags yep wisconsin that's a that's a good name because that sounds like someone from Wisconsin call it saying ho dog. So I like it. Mm-hmm. Ho eggs. One of the first ones when I started playing ultimate. I was always big on college sports, college basketball, college football. So I, I knew colleges by their mascots. But then I started watching my first college championship tournament and I'm like, Hodags. Wait, why are they wearing powder blue right now? What is going on? I so Speaking speaking of college, I got I got something I'm going to bring up, and then before we ha- have to hit this break, but uh, I was playing, uh, you know, located in Little Rock, so we played against uh, teams from Memphis uh, a lot. Like the University of Memphis w- was one, and mm-hmm. uh, they had this kid on their team that was just sick, like good handles, and he could jump just through the roof. And we You're figured not out the... about me right now, are you? Uh no, no, it was it was. <laughs> you might have been you might have been in junior high whenever this happened. Um, <laughs> oh. So there was a guy, this guy, like insane hops. And we figured out why he had insane hops. Whenever we were talking to him after the game, he was a walk on for the university of Memphis basketball team when John Calipari was the head coach. And Mm -hmm. so 
before the tournament, like he committed to playing the tournament, but he's like, man, I got to ask coach Cal. Like if it's even, if it's even possible, if I go play, you know, I'm a walk on here. Like, I don't want to lose my spot on the team. And he goes and he, he talks to John Calipari and he's like, Hey, listen, I know it's weird to ask, but you know, my ultimate Frisbee team, they got a tournament. I want to, it's okay if I go and play this weekend. And John Calipari's like, yeah, I don't fucking care. You're never going to play. You're never going <laughs> to see the well, court. What do I care? Yeah. Like, like, I don't give a shit. He sounds like the kind of athlete that had to take his own ACT to get into Memphis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he might've even taken other people's ACTs for them. That's <laughs> how he got to be a walk. <laughs> but we're going to hit a quick break and we will be right back with, uh, I don't know. We're called call the thrilling conclusion of uh, the Tilted Land Shark. All right. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computer's tablets, phones, and even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use, and you all you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today and the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use the promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. All right. We're back. Thank you to our sponsors. They're the reason that we're, we're actually on this show. So, yeah, here we go. We've We've talked East. We've talked Central. Now, let's take it to the West Side. Let's let's oh. ride or die. Let's let's de- let's talk about the death row records of of the AUDL, the West Coast, California. Well, it, they know how California. to party. That's it. They, they know how to party. We've all watched that Super Bowl. That was one of the best halftime shows we've seen yet. It was pretty lit. It was. It was. Lit. Um, yeah, West is a extremely tough division to uh, one to handicap two. 
when I'm so engulfed in ultimate in the South, the West is the least of my worries. Um, you're but, not running into, into sockeye very often whenever you're playing I'm not, clubs or anything. Not even in the ADL have I never seen a West team. I've played against my first West club team. Golly. I mean, college, I got to play against um, what was it? maybe UC Santa Barbara came down to the Southeast during the spring break. But then the summer I played for a chain was the first time I got to play club against a West Coast team. But, you know, it's still some of the big names, you know, you get to learn and know about. And let me just tell you up front, I think the clear divisional winner, regular season winner is going to be the San Diego Growlers. Um, they were, they've been 10 and 2 the last two seasons, so 20 and 4. Um, they kind of handled the West last year pretty easily. They lost a couple of uh, big names, you know, Jonathan Nethercutt, you know, uh, Khalif El Salam, who's actually moving his way down to Atlanta. Yeah, with the awesome um, you'll hear about. Yep, you'll hear about that. But I mean, they've kept this core around for a while. They've got players like Jonathan Helton, who's won MVP in the past and has been a big name for a lot of big teams. Travis Dunn, first team all AE Dale, is coming back. One of my favorite handlers to watch, Tim Okita, big assist guy they have on that team. Um, I have to shout out a good friend of mine, Paul Lally, over there at San Diego, who may hook me up with one of their kits. They may have the best jerseys, uh, dark jerseys in Ultimate this year. Slick, black, grayscale. Um, so they've got all the swagger. I think they're going to run away with the West, but that doesn't mean I think they could possibly represent the West in the playoffs. Listen, you, right. you look you look good, you feel good, you're going to play good. Let me just hit the rest of the, the team since you mentioned the best, uh, who you think okay. is going to be the best. But let's go ahead and read out the rest of these teams. we got the Salt Lake Shred, one of the newer teams, which we mentioned. Portland Nitro, once again. Colorado Summit, another newbie. Uh, the Seattle Cascades, which I uh, got to think that's just full of sockeye players. And uh, we've got the Oakland Spiders, which I believe was previously the San Jose Spiders and then re uh, or moved into Oakland, um, which uh, I, I hope that all the Raiders fans who have just been desperate for something are, are just going to these Oakland Spiders games. And last but not least, the L.A. Aviators. Yeah, I can tell you right now, Oakland A fans are definitely not going to their games either. So. Maybe ultimate's what they want. This is their calling. They've they've got the only team in ADL history to win back to back championships. You know that area, the San Francisco area, has a dominant history of ultimate. So they've big, big ultimate area. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they've had their fair share of success, but uh, I I'm not buying into them. I'm not going to buy into Seattle. They've just last year two teams that are just like. I don't think like they had any identity at all. Um, Seattle had, they have a great ultimate hub up there. You mentioned Sockeye, which is one of the, they won club nationals a couple years ago, right? So they have some of the best players. Some of those players don't even play professional. Um, so they can't get their players to buy in. Uh, LA, uh, I think maybe one of the lesser teams. They're probably going to finish towards the bottom of the West. They lost Sean McDougal, who is, they're everything guy. Uh, he's moved south to San Diego, so another weapon for San Diego to have. Um, and then we're going to hit the new teams. Um, first, Salt Lake Shred. Uh, we talked about them earlier in the uh, episode. They kind of have a really good youth program, um, so they're going to have a good farm system. Uh, they're going to be able to slowly build up a strong team here in the future. Um, 
but they're able also to pull up some talent from other cities. Joe Merle from D.C., um, Jordan Kerr from Seattle is now playing for Salt Lake. And then uh, one of my good friends, Eli, who plays for Atlanta, told me to keep an eye out for Garrett Martin, who was a big soft player who's now at Salt Lake. And then we have Portland, who, um, uh, if you know Club Ultimate, which is also helpful to handicap, so that's why you want to stay close to Chase Knight. Once we start betting on this, we'll uh, help you beat these books. But Portland, also another big help for Ultimate, who uh, this is their first season and a lot of potential with the talent pool they could bring in. And, of course, my dark horse, too, possibly upset San Diego in that final play-in game. Uh, it's just Colorado. I mean, when you think of good Ultimate, you think of Colorado, right? You think of Johnny Bravo. You think of uh, University of Colorado, Boulder, Colorado, some of the best college Ultimate. A lot I mean, of people. You have a two-time – you know, AUDL MVP who came out of that Boulder, Colorado, you know, University of Colorado mm-hmm. team with Bo, Bo Kittridge, who, I mean, yeah. got a lot of eyes on the sport whenever he uh, jumped over someone and that landed on on YouTube. It went viral. That was one of the first highlights I watched when I was a kid in high school playing. I thought that was the craziest thing. Oh, um, yeah. It just, I mean, and then he lands and he says, did I just jump over that guy? Yeah, Bo. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, and not even that, they've, they've been able to pull in Jay Frude from Dallas, who is an extreme athlete who's I've seen make some of the craziest plays. Um, man, his toe taps towards the back of the end zone. I think championship week when he's playing in Dallas is one of the crazy highlights that I'm running through my head. Uh, Dave Wiseman joined him from Madison Radicals, who is Madison's all-time assist leader. Wait, so that's another big name. Dave Wiseman? Because yeah. I used to play play with the Dave Wiseman. Is this guy probably in his mid-50s, a little bit overweight and bald? Uh, you know what? I feel like I should know the answer to that. But um, I don't think this guy's bald. This is a different Dave Wiseman. I think we're on uh, okay. two different pages here. Yeah, you're, you're right. He lives in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and I think he works for like a marketing firm. Okay, that makes sense. Probably <laughs> probably not the same guy, but I had to ask, you know. Hey, it's, um, it happens all the time, right? Right. So you, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned the LA, you thought that they might be one of the lesser teams, but I had one player that I actually, whenever I was watching their, uh, their preseason matchup that they have with the Latin American all-stars that I, I definitely want to call out. And that's Marcel Osborne. Uh, mm-hmm. This guy looks like a handful to guard. Uh, he is quick and uh, he's just got a, a really good job. Does a really good job of making cuts with his back to the disc going towards the end zone i'm talking about look over your shoulders kind of see what your handler's doing and maybe peeling off to the left and have you know for for an easy throw or things like that and then just running stuff down like a damn golden retriever marcel mm-hmm. osborne was it was he was one person that really really popped off um yeah so, he's so, uh played san diego for a couple of years moved up to la or moved was it yeah moved up to la and that's he's a part of that youth that LA Aviators have, right? They're not going to be uh, probably the most well put together team, but they've got a lot of youth to look forward to. And uh, he's one of the players that could be a bright spot for them. So with the West, you're, you you think it's going to be you, you you're on Seattle, right? That's your that's your more than most likely logical winner. Oh no, that's that's oh, I'm the sorry. opposite. I've got that's Seattle right. towards I, the bottom. Uh, my top three right now is uh, San Diego, Colorado, and Portland. I've got two two inaugural teams, uh, two first-year teams in the uh, play-in games for uh, this year with 
I think Colorado, they've always got the talent pool, could potentially pull the upset on San Diego and go to Madison. So if we get some books to maybe give us some futures here, then then you're probably going to be taking what looks like plus money, taking the shot with, oh, with yeah. one of these new, these new teams. You've got I, to take I, I got to think the DraftKings doesn't have boots on the ground, you know, checking out training camps or anything to to kind of get to put these. Uh, these no, on. it's ADL. And that's the thing. We'll, we'll hop real quick if you could let me uh, diverge into, you know, gambling ADL. It's still a young sport. A lot of these yep. books, a lot of these books don't have all the data to back up. I mean, they're trying to make money. They don't want to be abused by people like us, you know. Yep. Um but, I mean, that's the thing that uh, ADL had a partnership, has a partnership with L3, which is a really cool one. It's a uh, data analysis company um, that does sports that, uh, you know, they give data out to some of the major books for live odds or pregame odds. So it's something in the works for, you know, something to be more consistent because we never really got that drafting stuff through until, like, halfway through the year. Um, so, you know, give us some time, you know, couple years down the road we'll actually have some preseason odds we can have some you know movement odds maybe one day have some what is it some uh daily fantasy every week draft a new team because there's there's quite a bit of turnover on these uh rosters yeah i have a hard time imagining someone with like the nickname the greek who works for you know caesars coming up with a with a good audl line like you know Shirt unbuttoned down to like the middle of his chest, big gold chain. Like I don't, I don't think he's, I, I don't know, think he's out in Madison or anything. Check, you know, really. He, you know, he's not in the know of. Oh, Ben Yacht's got to go to a wedding this weekend. He can't play. Well, that's shoot, right. DC minus two. I guess that's and why it's a tough sport. Yeah, that's why you got to listen to this podcast every week because we collectively are the Ace Rothsteins of handicapping the AUDL. All right, so we're, we're dropping gonna... bombs like Woj. <laughs> we're moving on. Last division, we're going to take a look out, and that's the Dirty Dirty. That's right, baby. We're talking the South. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a division. I get Buckle in, because th- my man here knows all about this division. Oh, I'm home right now. This is home for me. Who? Tell me um, right now, who's going to win the South? Who's going to? Carolina. Carolina. Uh, no, no hate to my guys in Atlanta, but. I think this is the easiest one, two, three, you know, trifecta trying to pick up the top three in any uh, race. I mean, I think Carolina could, you know, run away with this division. I feel like you're um, just using horse racing terms to score extra points with me right now. So. I, I am. And I'm also trying to learn from you, too. So there we go. Flattery will get yeah. you everywhere, sir. Please continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just. The only player I could think of Carolina losing after their championship run last year is Adam Allen Laviolette, who is a he was he was an assist machine, but he wasn't a core piece. I think they were able to do very well without him, and I think they still can. And it kind of sucks for everyone in the South because they're still decently young. I think right now we're watching the birth of a dynasty in Carolina. They put a huge monkey off their shoulders winning this championship last year because they were notorious, the city of Raleigh, the tri-city of Ultimate is what people call them. They were notorious for, you know, making it to the semis and losing. Um, I remember I went to club nationals with some friends uh, or played in it with Chain, and obviously we're not watching the semis because we're – or we're watching the semis because we obviously didn't do well enough. And a buddy of mine tweeted out, death taxes and Raleigh losing the semis. It's, it's all the inevitable. And all the two smoke. years later – uh-huh. Two years later, they 
go on to win the AEDL championship. Uh, Coach Leonardis, um, he – give me one second. This is one of those things that I'm going to promise to edit out and post, but I'm not going to. Uh, so I, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give you – while you're looking your stuff up, I'm actually – I'm going to give you the dark horse that's going to win the South. And it's, it's where the players play. And they ride on them things like every day. I'm talking the Atlanta hustle. You know why? Mm. Do, you, do you know why, Zach? Because why is Atlanta your dark horse? Because when I looked through that roster, listen, size size matters. Size matters in ultimate. Like I saw a lineup that was full of people who were six one and six foot, six one, up to six three. Like that's that's a big deal. Like th- mm-hmm. those guys are the guys that just a they run people who like me like into the ground because for each one of their big long strides I have to take like three and also uh whenever they jump for a disc more than likely they are also uh delicately delicately nestling their testicles on top of my head uh and just going up and getting it over me plus you know you got those long arms to reach you know, break marks with, with those, you know, those long arms getting around, throwing those rollers and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. That's, that's why I say Atlanta. Also, I will be starting a Kickstarter if anyone's interested to start a Memphis franchise called and flow. And flow. Yeah. Well, here, so, yeah. Here's, here's the Atlanta hustle Atlanta. versus the Memphis and flow. Oh man. It, now, let me tell you what, it would suck to travel to Memphis. Took that drive too many times. Uh, I like that. I, I mean, obviously Atlanta's the second best team, and I, they had a great season last year. I think they've gotten better this year. I just think continuity and ultimate is a big deal. And I was right. Uh, coach Denardis of Raleigh was the coach of the year last year. Finally got it put together for the team. They win the championship. Atlanta, it's better this year from last year. Um, they lose a big name in Antoine Davis, um, a great offensive player, one of the biggest deep threats in Ultimate. Goes up to New York. If you want to add another superstar to the New York list, uh, but they're adding, you know, some key pieces. They have Bobby Lay, who's who was, uh, I think, assist leader last year, um, if not the um, throw throwing yards leader, um, coming from Tampa up to uh, Atlanta. And they have two big defensive players. I'm talking some key defensive players from Tampa and San Diego. Um, Khalif El Salam from San Diego comes to Atlanta. Uh, Bradley Singens from Tampa Bay comes up to Atlanta. They've already had last year's block leader, Brett Holzmeyer, who's from Huntsville playing for Atlanta, who I think could – last year was the first time they did defense player of the year. A.J. Merriman wins the, wins, won that. I think Brett has a good shot. He's got some superstars around him. I think that's his defense, uh, and he has a shot to win defense player of the year. So I think the team has gotten better. It's just Carolina is, you know, at a whole different level, I feel like. I think they're uh, in their ultimate nirvana, the way they're playing right now. And I think it rolls into this year. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta, Atlanta's got a great, uh, kind of like what you mentioned, like a, a farm system, even though they're not necessarily directly, uh, you know, related to the to the uh, AUDL teams. But, I mean, thinking of all the way to, uh, they, they even have high school powerhouses. Was it like Paella or? Uh, Paella, yeah. Yeah. I, pa- oh yeah, paella is a uh, a Spanish uh, rice dish, I think. But paella, <laughs> you're thinking paella. 
Yeah, Pade is a really nice, uh, really nice uh, private school mm-hmm. with a hell of an ultimate frisbee team. Um, and uh, at the core of that is one of the best coaches in ultimate, Coach Miranda Knowles, who is one of my favorite coaches I've ever got to play under. She is phenomenal. And I think Atlanta success also comes from the way that their players buy into a system that she establishes. They're always one of the best defensive teams in the league. And I think adding those weapons and playing her system, you know, low-scoring games. Um, see, maybe give uh, Carolina some Fritz week one, Friday night. The first pull is Atlanta traveling to Carolina. So we're starting off the ADL season with a big bang. Here we go. Now, is is the coach actually the the mother of one of the players on the hustle? Uh, isn't there like a Matthew uh, Knowles that plays? There's a Matthew. It's a husband wife situation. Husband wife. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they met. I think I don't know their story. Met up in the Northeast, but um, it's she like Bill Belichick was married to Steve Belichick. It's that. Kind of <laughs> she at her peak was possibly the best women's player probably the most dominant player, regardless of gender, you know, in their field, playing at that specific time. Um, I mean, he's a solid player, for sure. I'm not going to take that away from him, but hey, she's she's got the spotlight in the family. There we go. Well, here. So let's hear it. Your your pick is going to be – it's it's going to be Raleigh – or sorry, Carolina. It's gonna, Carolina. Carolina at the one, Atlanta at the two. I'm a big fan of what Austin could do this year. They surprised uh, some people last year. Very young team. Uh, uh, Dallas, who you've always thought of just dominating the South Division, I think will finish just above Tampa, who is going to probably finish last. Tampa's lone win is probably going to be when Pittsburgh comes down to visit them towards the end of the season. But, yeah, Carolina over Atlanta in the playing game. Okay, so that that's it. That's our That is our division breakdown, some players to watch maybe some futures to drop if we if we get a book to to offer oh, yeah. and we're about to uh pay a couple bills we'll be back in just one moment and uh we're gonna talk about some uh individual awards your mvps defensive players of the year maybe a rookie of the year and uh stick with us we'll be right back there are never enough things to gamble on and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horse, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com. See how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you there in the winner circle. Play, race, win. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The NBA playoffs are set, and PropSwap is where bettors find the best odds and turn the hardwood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just buying and selling championship futures all playoffs long. This will allow you to win over and over without your team even lifting the trophy. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like 
filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales, and red hot tickets for sale. A loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, we are back. And uh, last thing we're going to take a look at today, we're going to take a look at some people who might be up there for some individual awards. It's a team sport but there's an eye and individual award and we're going to figure out who those eyes are on these teams that you don't spell with I. All right. I got kind of lost there. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to admit that got away from me. A bit. To the top. Uh, <laughs> <Run it laughs> yeah. back. All right. We're going to actually coming back in three, two, why here we go. We're going to talk some, just kidding folks. We are not doing that. We're going to, we show you all the warts here. Here we go. All right. League MVP. We, you got a man. He's six foot six. He's an absolute terror playing for New York and Ben Yacht. He's a back-to-back MVP. I'm going to ask Zach, no easy buckets of Elo. That's it's a two. It's a first show. You get a double nickname. Here we Uh, go. I'm going to ask you, does he win his third? Or do you have someone else that you, you think wins the MVP? It gets kind of boring picking the same guy winning year after year, right? But he's always playing on the best team. But that team has a lot of superstars, and I think this year's MVP is going to be on the same team, someone who plays as Central's role. Uh, Ryan Osgar, I think, has a solid, a solid shot at winning player of the year. Last year, first team all ADL. All ADL. Um, you know, Ben Yacht wasn't playing for New York. Ryan Osgar's the guy there. So I, I kind of like him to take that award away. Okay. I, I, I feel like you know, you're taking a team that you think is going to be the best because usually what MVP, best player, best team. Best player, the best team. It's an easy award. It's I don't know why uh, the media overdoes it. Yeah, I uh, I just I, I hope not to see, you know, scrolling headlines on ESPN that tells me about the the Ben Yacht, Ryan Osgar beef, uh, you know, with this getting close to MVP time. But hopefully, hopefully they can coexist two superstars. We need a, we need a Bryson, DeChambeau and Brooks Capco rivalry in Ultimate. That yes. would uh, make me very happy. Yes. Some bickering. Yeah. And hey, any teams out there, if you want to sign me just to be a catty bitch towards <laughs> towards someone else to to manufacture that rivalry, I mean, as long as I don't have to, like, you know, play points or be there, like, all the time. Heckling's I'm a part in. of the game. Heckling's yes. a part of the game. Yes. Some of the best ultimate players are some of the best tacklers. It's that easy. Actually, you know what? We after after you give me your defensive player of the year, I we're gonna create an award, and I want your take on this. I want to know who's gonna be the heckler of the year in the AUDL. But first, oh man, who's who's your shutdown player here? Who's the player of the year for the defense? Uh, someone who uh, you know, AJ deserved it last year, but when you lead the league in blocks, I think you deserve defense player of the year. I think Brett has a solid shot of doing it again this year, and I think he's going to be one of the best defenders on one of the best defensive teams. And I think it's going to be a pretty safe bet that he's going to be definitely in conversation towards the end of the year, and I think he has a shot at winning it. So Brett Holzmeier from the Atlanta Hustle. Okay, okay. You know what? We were going to do Rookie of the Year, but we were talking offline, and it feels like such crapshoot that this it's just us pissing into the wind, and blowing back in our blowing back into our faces if we if we go ahead and do that. So I'm more interested. In, you tell me who's going to be the heckler of the year 
in the AUDL. Oh, man. Heckler of the it's, year. Is it going to be one of your friends? Man, no, no one in Atlanta heckles. Okay. No, no. Okay. They're, they're a very quiet bunch over there. Um, well, one guy did, Centroid, but he's uh, I think he's retired from the AUDL now. But, man, heckler of the year. I'll tell you what. Heckler of the year, where is he at? Plays for Chicago. He is uh, actually one of my favorite follows on Twitter in the AUDL. If you want to shoot him a follow real quick. Um, I can't even think of his, uh, give me one second. It's great that you can't even think of his name, but his heckles are so devastating that you're willing to put him up for heckler uh, of the year. I like, I gotta put him up because I mean, he's one of the best personalities on Twitter too. Brandon Mattis. Uh, and you know what? Not even Chicago, Minnesota windchill. That's what I'm thinking of. Cause them heckles is cold, son. (laughs) Just because of that personality. I just, I gotta put him as the, uh, Heckler of the year, if there's ever going to be an award for that. Yeah, I listen. The drunker I got, the better my heckles got. Like if I was sober, it was real timid. It was like, hey, nice throws, no throws. You know, it was really, uh, it was really, really tame more stuff. subtle stuff. Yeah, but when anything is being that young guy in the community when all the older people are watching you, you know, playing for uh, UT Chattanooga, and we had some of the alumni watching us play. They're always in your ear. They want to see you succeed, but they also want to bring you down at the same time. Oh yes. Oh, yes. It, it is not ultimate Frisbee without someone giving you a whole lot of shit from the sideline. So I, exactly. I like So get let's get give me that name again. Heckler of the year. Brandon Mattis from Minnesota Brandon, Windchill from Minnesota. Give him a follow. Let him know that we uh, we called him out as heckler of the year. We'll uh, w- maybe have to like get him a like a T-shirt or something with just like a big Some open mouth. Swag, on it. Yeah. All right. We've hit everything. We've talked about everything. So yeah. listen, listen, come back. See us again. Rate us. Review us. We love all that stuff. Subscribe so you get a little notification, a little ding-ding in your pocket whenever uh, we put up some some new content. Uh, we're going to be talking, you know, not only gambling, but, I mean, guess what, guys? There's fantasy coming from Alt Fantasy. We're going to actually have – there's going to be AUDL Fantasy Leagues. And I'm telling you, man, like, I don't know how – you guys have done ultimate fantasy in the past. It used to be like when my team was eliminated, the kegs made it to the field and you were watching the games that actually mattered. You filled yourself up a Nalgene full of beer. You stood on the sideline. And you said, you number six, you are my fantasy player. Do not let me down. And then you're in charge of keeping, you know, stats, which was always a clusterfuck and never really worked out because like I said, I had a full Nalgene full of beer. What do you expect about halfway through that? Things started getting blurry. Um, but yeah, we're you're gonna have fantasy. We'll give you some fantasy advice. How excited mm-hmm. are you for like actual ultimate frisbee fantasy? I think it's gonna be very exciting. Um, something that you know has been done on Reddit, which is not a really fantasy platform, but to put it on a real fantasy platform platform with API rankings, um, taking care of some stats that you know you don't really have to follow, but they'll do it for you. It's it's a good opportunity. It's something that's in the works right now. We're definitely excited about. Well, if they had a heckle stat, I'm putting, I'm drafting my boy, uh, you know, Brandon Mattis. Brandon Mattis, yeah, uh, for just for that. Um, and so yeah, this we're gonna be back this week, this Thursday, because guess what, folks? Games start Friday. He, oh yeah, Zach mentioned it. We we've got first pull of the season with Carolina against uh, 
my boys in Atlanta, yeah. they're they're my boys and now because I picked them. You know, uh, I know your friends and actually have like you know, like personal connections, but my money's behind yeah. them. So I uh, dig they're, it. They're mine now. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll have previews of uh, we're gonna pick out a couple marquee games. Hopefully, we'll have some lines. If not, guess what? If not, I'm gonna make them up. That's right, Zach the Greek. Uh oh, that's and- a bird. Avello is going to. Is going <laughs> You're to gonna have- run out of all the good nicknames before the podcast is over. I assure you, I am not. Uh, it's, gonna have, <laughs> it's gonna have some. Uh, gonna set some lines for us. Maybe uh, you know some spreads, some totals, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at these games. Some of the what we think are gonna be the best matchups of the weekend. Maybe for you to watch. Uh, heck, these are gonna these are gonna be on TV. We'll see what. Uh, Fox Sports carries some. We've got yeah, uh, it, FS2 got- is going to have, I think, six live games. So what it used to be is Fox Sports would film it, show it Wednesday night. But now we get six games you can see live on FS2. Um, if you want to catch all the action, just like, you know, NBA Courtside or NFL Sunday Ticket, AEDL.TV, $10 a month. And the season's only four months long, so it's 40 bucks, right? You get to watch all the games, watch all the reruns get all the highlights uh pretty good deal you know i got my subscription and i'll be watching and we also have a uh, a slack page right sports gaming podcast network has a slack with i mean there's not just ultimate we have in there not just adl but if you like basketball football baseball nfl usfl is getting big right now um if you join the slack page at uh, the sgpn.slack.com join the adl channel We'll be talking in there all weekend. I'll be dropping my lines in there so some guys can make their picks. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun weekend. Hopefully you guys can catch some action. That's right. And also, thanks to tallysite.com, we are going to be able to – you're going to be able to check in on our expert picks every single week for AUDL. We'll, you'll be able to see who we pick each week. They'll keep track of us so we can't mm-hmm. lie and say we had something that we didn't, um, which is unfortunate for the – for us, but good for accountability. That's all I'm going to say. So it'd be fun. That's it for us. Hey, give us, give us a follow on, on Twitter. We're going to be setting up a a Twitter for the show, but for right now you can follow us individually. Zach, where can the people find you? Yeah. Z underscore Avello um, is my Twitter handle. Avello is A V E L L O for those who don't even know who I am. Sure. And you can always follow me. I'm always out there being abrasive on Twitter at of Oaklawn. That's right. O-F Oaklawn. That is of and not short for OnlyFans. That is it for us. Zach, do you have any parting words for anybody? It's a big week. NBA playoffs are kicking up. NFL draft. And most importantly, week one, ADL starts now. That's right. And ladies and gentlemen, we're out of here. Hammer or you're nothing. Jesus.